Welcome back to the Nerds Night Podcast. I'm Cheyenne. I'm here with Brennan today. And we're going to talk about a little Jedi Fallen Order preview. And then just to say to Star Wars games in general since EA's took over the license. And what we want to see going forward in 20, 2019 and beyond in Star Wars. So to get right into it, Jedi Fallen Order, the, new, the newest Star Wars game by Respawn coming out November 15th. It's only the third game the EA has made since they've acquired the Star Wars license. So, Brent, what would you say you're most excited for Jedi Fallen Order? No microtransactions. Hey, don't be too sure yet. Hey, they, they said it. They confirmed it already. No microtransactions. No multiplayer. It's a single-player game only. Which, that excites me that EA decided to try that. Because oh, they yeah. canceled Visceral's mm-hmm. single-player game only. Yeah. And like you said, being single-player only, I think a lot of games we play are multiplayer-based games. But yeah, for a story like Star Wars, you don't you don't multiplayer is not nece- uh, it's not a necessity. No, like you want to be a, a good single-player Star Wars game is fantastic. You can get lost in that world, and we haven't had one in what ten years at this point. No, we haven't. It's been a long time since EA took it. Yeah, I think the last single-player one was probably what Force Unleashed two. Yeah, and those weren't even that great. I see the first one's okay. The second one, I'm not a big fan of. It's a little, little kind of hacky, slashy. Yeah, but I mean, even those, they're fun for what they were. Yeah, they and were fun. Even if we'll get to that a little later in the podcast, but like you said, it's, it's something completely different from we're getting from EA with a Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. We uh, we only have like Battlefront one and two are the only two games we've had before this, and they're just like you said many times before. They're just reskin Battlefield games. Yeah. All they are. And they're not full games either. And, like, Battlefront 1 especially looked amazing. Like, graphics-wise, was beautiful. But there wasn't a lot of content there. Not just saying lack of single player, which is a big deal, but even the multiplayer, there's not that many modes to play. Well, I mean, lack of single player isn't really a big deal as long as they can give you enough content in the multiplayer. And they didn't. They didn't at all. No, and... You end up doing the same team deathmatch on the same, what, three maps they had? Uh, I don't remember the exact number, but it was... It's not a lot of maps. It was a poor amount. It was kind of embarrassing for a $60 game. You're basically paying for the graphics and the Star Wars name. Especially it's embarrassing when it's basically a reskin. They didn't didn't do very much to the game. It's just third person. It's like they took Battlefield. Was it third person when you're playing the game always, or is it first person? first person unless you're a hero right yeah so yeah they just took battlefield 3 or 4 at the time and threw a star wars skin on it mm-hmm. it should have been dlc it should have been 20 dollars dlc for battlefield and then battlefront 2 which i didn't play but i think i played the survival mode of your house a couple times like yeah. the single player that was their single player mode right the survival no, it was mode. a co-op co-op mode. was there mode. a single player mode of battlefront 2 yeah okay I didn't. was it good never play it <laughs> But we played the co-op mode, which was kind of not the best firefight kind of survival horde mode. I liked it, but it was it was very simplistic. And there was there wasn't a lot of map variations either. No. And then we all know the controversy with the second one with the when it first launched the pay to win aspect of it. Completely pay to win. Or you the stuff you got from loot boxes actually changed in game, and they did go away from that, and now the microtransactions are just. Uh, cosmetic base and you can only purchase them through in-game currency now but this just had a bad taste in gamers mouth when it first came out that it just soiled the game 
Oh yeah, when it first came out, I tried it out. I was playing it, and a couple days after it had been out, I realized how how much the pay to win aspect was affecting it. I couldn't beat anybody that spent any money on the game. Yeah, because everything they had was better than mine. And it's one thing like I'm not gonna sit here like I've been on the podcast before talking about how I hate microtransactions, and it's one thing if you're gonna release a game that's pay to win, be transparent with that, right? Yeah. And don't release a $60 pay-to-win game. No. You want to release a free game that's pay-to-win, more power to you. You know, get your money. But at least be honest when you release the game. Like, hey, this game is free, and you do get advantages from spending money. Because then it's like, well, if I play the free game, and it's good, I'm going to reward the developers with spending money on them. But don't release a $60 game, and then not declare it's pay-to-win. Try to kind of be tricky about it. And then expect players to spend... $200 on a game. Yeah. And it's like, that's just a little much asking for consumers. Now, especially like, there's people that can afford to do that, but then you have people are, it's a Star Wars game, so you have kids that buy this game. 13 year olds that buy this game for Christmas, get this game for Christmas or their birthday, and they can play it for a week and then realize, well, my mom's not going to buy me this stuff or I don't have a job. So I'm not going to be able to enjoy this game as much because I can't afford to be better than someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I don't think that's just bad practice. Especially for a Star Wars game that's going to be marketed to kids. It's not for the kids out there to be in a play-to-win environment. And you should never have to pay for a game that's pay-to-win. No. Like, $6 price tag and the pay-to-win aspect. I, after the first week, I never picked up that game again. Because no. I just... It was just so bad at first. I never wanted to play it again. I don't really want to support EA ever again on Star Wars game, <laughs> but I probably will uh, buy Jedi Fallen Order because that excites me oh, yeah. a lot. And you're more supporting Respawn when that happens. That's like, true. I feel like, especially with the shutdown of Visceral, like uh, Visceral had a game they were making that. Wait, was it Amy Hennig that was making it? Yeah. And she came out and said it's basically the same game? She said some of the aspects were really close together. And, like, the single-player aspect and the no-microtransactions aspect were the same. But EA decided to cancel. And then shut down Visceral. <laughs> yeah. They shut down her project and shut down Visceral because it was a single-player and had no microtransactions. Yep. The same game, the same concept they're making now yeah. and releasing in seven months. Yeah, that's the main reason I plan on buying Fallen Order. One, the game looks good, and I like the old Jedi Knight games that came out, the Jedi Order games that came out in the early 2000s for original Xbox and PC, and they kind of alluded to this being the same kind of vein as a third-person action start while you play as a Jedi, so... I'm excited for that, and I want to support Respawn because, I mean, I love the Dead Space games that Visceral made, so it was sad seeing Visceral shut down. And uh, Respawn's only made three games now, Titanfall 1 and 2 and the Apex Legends, but I love Titanfall. I think it's a good concept, and Apex Legends was really fun when we played it. Apex was so much fun. And I like the people behind Respawn, like, they're the old Infinity War team, which everyone knows, and they've made my favorite Call of Duty in Modern Warfare 2, and I don't want to see those guys get shut down because... They've already been through that before, and you never know. Like, well, it's like, yeah, Amy Hennig might go on and make games again, but some of those mid-tier people at Visceral might not work again, or they might not get in the same aspect that they were at Visceral. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. the games developed, so it's the games market so competitive. There's not a lot of studios buying people, so 
I want to support the smaller studios EA's bought. But EA as a whole, like, yeah, I don't want them to get this license. I want, I want the ten years is up. I think we're over half. I think we're six years into it now, five or six years in. I think I'd hope for. There's been rumors that they're trying to either court Ubisoft or Activision to take on the license full time. Or what I hope they do is they're talking about just not letting anyone get exclusive to license. Just selling the license off to different people to make games. Game by game basis. Yeah, which I think is the best way to do it. Oh, yeah. You'll get more competition in Star Wars games, and you'll definitely get a better quality in Star Wars games. I think you'll also get more games. What with This is three games in six years. That's a little... That's not a lot. Yeah, and... Especially when it's two different studios, so... Yeah, and two of them haven't even been very good. No, it's like we might get one game out of the whole ten years. Yeah. And really, three games, or three studios were making oh, cause, games. Yeah, because Visceral. But I think, like, we'll talk about, we can jump a little bit about, uh, we can kind of do this kind of together, talk about older Star Wars games that came out back when LucasArts had the license and would sell it to people, and then talk about what games we'd like to see, uh, not just from EA, or but what Star Wars games we'd like to see going forward. And a game I'd say, uh, I'd like to see an open world RPG Star Wars games. Kind of like, not so much uh, Kotar, like Knights of the Old Republic type, because that is an RPG, but it's not really, I don't remember it being open world in the aspect of like a Skyrim or something like that. But I would like to see like yeah, an open world like Dragon Age or Star- uh, Skyrim or Witcher type of game where you play as either a Jedi or just a bounty hunter in that universe, I think would be just so much fun, especially with there's so much lore you can do in a Star Wars that you could fill a world like that. You could fill a world that with twenty games worth and still have more lore left over because every planet's its own thing. Like there's so much books written about it. So yeah, I definitely think that a game like that with Star Wars would be an amazing game. You could have limitless DLC afterwards mm. too, and hopefully they would use most of that content to make a good sixty dollar game, right? Instead of a twenty dollar. A game that should be $20, but releasing it for $60. Right. What would you say another... What would you say, like... What game would you want a Star Wars... What kind of Star Wars game do you want? I want another Battlefront 2 from Pandemic. Something like that. Or the the concept that they had going for Battlefront 3 before it got shut down. Oh, the game that was almost meant... Almost done? Yeah. I would love something like that. You got land battles, space battles. And especially with today's technology, it's totally doable. Like, oh, you yeah. could totally go from space to land and just one seamless motion like that. And that was a that was supposed to be a PS3 360 game, and they were doing that. Yeah. So just imagine that with today's technology, or by the time next-gen technology, even with you talk about the PlayStation 5 having that solid-state drive, mm-hmm. how much faster it would be. You could do giant teams on that, and it would work perfectly, which I agree with that. Like That's the thing that makes me so disappointed about Battlefront 1 and 2 by EA is, just so the Battlefront name, you get a certain, uh, you get a certain feeling going into the game, and you think, oh, this is gonna be like Battlefront one and two by Pandemic back in the day, and it's not. It's nowhere close. Nowhere close. And those games were very good, and they didn't really have fleshed out single player storylines, but they were fun to play. Oh yeah. And the, the missions you would do, like the battle, you'd recreate battles that were on the show or on the TV, like on the movies, and it'd be, you get so immersed with the different characters you can pick. Or the different vehicles and the heroes and all that stuff. It's oh yeah, I like. And then the custom games you could do. The online was really good. Mm-hmm. I loved 
I loved uh, Conquest and Battlefront too. Conquest, like I'd play nothing but Conquest. That that game mode was so much fun. I'd love to play that against like put it on Battlefront two, like the most recent one, and play it against a friend. Yeah, because Battlefront two was that on that was on PS two and was that on three sixty. No, it was like original Xbox, right? I think it was. Yeah, Xbox and PS2. But you think about how those online servers and how there wasn't... You never, like... Can you imagine, like, a 60... Like, is, even if you still made EA. Because, you know, Battlefield's known for their big team battles. Could you imagine a Conquest on Battlefront 3? If it's just, like, the old one and it's, like, 64 on 64. How cool that would feel? That would feel amazing. It'd be... It'd feel so much better than playing, like, Battlefield 4 or Battlefield 1. Like, you'd feel... Just the same way you feel when you play a good Battlefield game, a good multiplayer map, how the scale and you have, like, playing. Just imagine, like, you got AT-ATs walking and everyone in there is an actual player. Then you have players on little drones that are trying to, uh, you know the little speeders they do to rope them up in episode 5? Yeah, yeah, But that's another player. Like, that idea, it's like, I don't understand how they haven't made that yet. That'd be so cool to play. Definitely be complex, but they have the technology. That's it's like we have the money, we have the money and technology, and they, they did that in... 2004 there's no way we couldn't do that in 2019 or 2020 oh yeah i think uh you know how god of war was like hack and slash yeah. before uh i think if they made a game a jedi game like the newest god of war i think that'd translate over really well oh yeah because especially god of war you think about how it's not so much hack and slash kind of slow-paced combat points mm-hmm. you could definitely do that with New thing, and then, like, instead of throwing your axe, you're using, like, the force to pull people in, and, like, the yep. combos you would do. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I think that would definitely be a good template for a new Jedi RPG. Uh, you could also do, you could do so much stuff. You could do a strict, like, space battles again, like Rogue Squadron again, or you could do kind of, like, uh, oh, you could probably do, like, a games for service, like a For Honor type game with Jedis and this, and Star Wars, you know what I mean? Yeah, probably. I would love, like, remember Mag from PS3? Oh, do I remember Mag? I would love a game like that set in the Star Wars universe. It'd be amazing. Like, the Star Wars universe is built for these big, giant battles. Mm -hmm. And you could have it, like, you know on Mag, you had, like, the one person would, like, the best player would be, like, the commander or whatever? Yeah. It'd be the same way, but the best player would get to play the heroes. It's like, if you're doing the best, then you get to be Luke Skywalker, Kylo Ren, or whatever, and you drop down. I would love for them to do something like that. It's, it's like, it's so possible, and, like, that's what Battlefront should have been, the new Battlefront games, but they just, they weren't, and they dropped the ball on them, and... Completely. Have less content than games made 10 years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Less content than any games releasing for 20 bucks, or free games. Yeah, it's... Like, think about that for a second. Fortnite released free and has, like, what? Triple the content of Battlefront? <laughs> yeah, kinda, yeah. And then, like, they, it's like... It's not pay to win, but Battlefront 2 was. It was a $60 game. Yeah, but EA has definitely destroyed the Star Wars license lately. Yeah, I think any goodwill they had from gamers is gone. But future Star Wars games that I'd like to talk about... Or, like, future ideas for Star Wars games. I would definitely like someone like Bethesda to do a Star Wars game. Oh, Maybe yeah. not, like, with their graphics, because their graphics aren't the best. But 
something like a Skyrim idea, something like that would be amazing. And even like a Fallout would transfer over to like a Bounty Hunter or something. Yeah, I mean, Bethesda would be a great studio. I put on my here. I want to see. I want to see thirteen thirteen get made again. Like it never got made to begin with, but like was that you twenty thirteen e three. 2012 well, I think it was a little later than that. Well, they got the license in 2013, so it would have been... It was 13 or 14 E3 when they got when they showed off Star Wars 13, 13. And it looks so good. It did. And I just want to see that kind of game again. Like, the Star Wars, like we talked about, that, you can do so much in Star Wars. You don't have to be a Jedi or a Sith. You can be a bounty hunter or just a person. And it would work perfectly because the world's so built for that. It's a sci-fi game at its heart. Like... Like, uh, I put, like, I want to see, like, of course, I want to see, like, a CD Projekt Red. They make The Witcher. Of course, obviously, they make a Star Wars game, but they're making Cyberpunk 2077, which is going to kind of feel like a Star Wars game, kind of. It's a sci-fi game. And it's going to be better than an EA Star Wars game. Uh, yeah, any of them. But and then Bethesda's making Starfield. It's like, we're going to have these other companies make these big old space games that are going to be like, why isn't it just a Star Wars game? Why isn't No Man's Sky just called a Star Wars game? Can you imagine that? Like, you're, yeah, you're going through, you're exploring all these planets. But wouldn't that be so much better if you're exploring Star Wars planets? Yeah, Tatooine. You're just an open Hoth. explorer in Star Wars and you can go to different planets and learn things. Like, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. Everything in the Star Wars lore. That's what I mean, like, all these space games. If the EA had the license, you could have just said, oh, it's a Star Wars game. And it would have sold better. And it would have been just added so much extra content because you have a base to work off of. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we... Yeah, EA has definitely dropped the ball. And what other developer would you want to see make a Star Wars game besides Bethesda? And the ones we've already mentioned. Poor Honor was a really good, like, hero fighter. You think? What, what what would you call that? What genre is that? It's a. It's like a. I would say it's like an arena battle game, like a hero. It's like a hero fighter, a hero arena. Okay, I'd love to see something like that with like. Yeah, so that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Like, you play, like, you have all the different Jedis and all the different Siths. You get, yeah. like, Mace Windu versus Darth Maul or, you know, some kind of like that. And the same, like, three-on-three, three and you rank up and get different you get different fighters. Like, that'd be so cool. Oh, that would be... And like I said, there's also such... You don't have to just the movie ones everyone knows. There's such a deep war of Jedis and Sith in the books that you could use to bring in there as DLC characters or different characters. Like, they'll... The myth of the mythos of Star Wars is so expansive; it's crazy. Now, a developer I would really love to see do Star Wars would either be it would actually be Naughty Dog. Oh, I don't yeah. know how well it would translate translate for them. I don't know how well they'd be able to do it, but I think they definitely could make a good Star Wars story, and I definitely think they could make some good gameplay. Oh yeah, I mean. I- we talked about that off the podcast. Like, of course, they'd be a top pick, but I don't see them making licensed games. Yeah, I don't, the same with like Rockstar. Like, could you imagine like GTA Coruscant? <laughs> You're just flying around Coruscant and GTA. Like, that'd be amazing. But I don't see GTA uh, Rockstar making licensed games. Yeah, I don't see either of them doing. But it. that'd be tight. That would be really cool. I want to see some kind of game. You were in uh, episode two when they had like the big fighting pit with like the monsters. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be a cool kind of world to be in, like a gladiator fighter game. Yeah, I could see that working. But uh, I guess we can bring it back home and talk more about Fallen Order. Uh, 
Do you think this is going to be a one-off, or do you think we're, uh, we're going to get any more sequels after this one for Fallen Order? That's tough to say. Uh, depends on how long EA keeps their license and uh, how much how much longer they have on it. I mean, and depends on how well it gets received. If it gets received well, I could definitely see like some sort of sequel. I don't think it'll be Fallen Order Two. I think it'll have a different name, but it'll be a spiritual sequel. Do you? How much do you think EA retain the Star Wars license rides on Fallen Order? I don't think they'll retain it. You don't think Luke uh, Disney or LucasArts will give the keep their license exclusive with EA after this? No, there's no way. They've right now they're two for two. They've made two games and they've canceled two games. Yep. Thirteen, thirteen. They canceled. And the visceral uh, project. The visceral visceral project. Yeah, they canceled those two, and they've made two Battlefronts. And we don't know about Fallen Order. It can still it can still get canceled. It's. We don't. I don't think it will. I think it's gonna come out. But I don't think it will be canceled. But thirteen, thirteen got canceled pretty close to release date. Like I think it was in the same year it got canceled. Yeah. Did it have a release date? I think they. I want to say it did, but you never know with games. It could be. It's still what April. You never know. It could be E three. They could be. Oh yeah, we canceled Fallen Order. And this is actually the game it's gonna be now. It comes out in twenty twenty. They would lose. Oh man, that makes so many people mad. No, I can see. Yeah, if. Fallen Order, I can see in some aspect if Fallen Order becomes this massive hit, which I don't know if it will be, but if it sells like crazy and there's no other big games that come this year and it somehow like sneaks in that game of the year category, which I wouldn't put it past it, but like if somehow it's up there like one of the best games of 2019 and it sells incredibly well and they say, yeah, we're going to make a sequel, I can see maybe Disney thinking, you know what? Yeah, the games aren't that good, but we made money off Battlefront 1 and 2. They sold well. And then here comes uh, Fallen Order. We're a great game. Why don't we just give them a little extension? Or let's keep the license. We won't make it exclusive, but we'll let it EA keep making games. I really hope they don't. I really hope they go to game-by-game basis on development. Oh, me too, but... The only thing bad about this is like I would kind of love for Fallen Order to be that good. If Fallen Order was that good of a game where it became like a game, like a sneaky game of the year contender, that'd be amazing. That's like the best case scenario, and I would love that. That would be amazing. I, I definitely think that maybe it could because Respawn's a good developer, and it's also like kind of a down game. You don't think we have any big Sony exclusives so far announced for this year? Well, only exclusives that I know of this year's Days Gone. That's coming out really soon, so that won't even. That won't be a contender for Star Wars. No. Uh, only thing... I think that... Ghost of Tsushima's might come out this year. No, but... that's definitely not coming out this year. Yeah. and then I, I don't... think that might be a PS4, PS5 release. And Days... Uh, not Days Gone, but uh, Death Stranding's not coming out this year. Nope. And Last of Us, I, I don't know for sure yet. But I think it's going to be early 2020. They posted on Twitter recently that they just finished filming the cinematics for it. So maybe it will come out But that's still... There's still a lot of work left to be done. They said they still have to do a, a lot more work. So I don't think it comes out this year. Like, I think it'll probably be yeah, a late... An early... Kind of like... Or Days Gone releases this year. Next year for Last of Us. Yeah, that would make sense. But I also see them trying to save Last of Us to be their holiday release. Like, that's their big Christmas game. Mm-hmm. So, either way wouldn't surprise me, but now what do you think Fallen Order has 
going against it and going for it. I think going for it is definitely it's something new for we have not seen from EA yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say going for it also it's you play as a Jedi and I think people when you think it's like you want to play as Jedi's when you use Star Wars when you oh yeah when people you watch the movies that. when you're a kid you go outside and you buy lightsabers and you pretend to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. You don't pretend to be a bounty hunter in your backyard. You not might usually. But you pretend to be a Jedi. You pretend to force move things in your house and stuff like that. I think going against it is just... Uh, we talk so much about Respawn and how we love them. It's just the lack of Respawn doing this kind of game. Yeah, it's a different game for them, definitely. they've only made Titanfall, which is a first-person shooter. Which has yeah. sci-fi elements in it. So I think that's kind of going forward. And as they've, they're not new to sci-fi genres at all. No. And then Apex Legends, which is a Battle Royale game. But there's still kind of sci-fi elements, but it's a Battle Royale shooter. Yeah. I think that's going against this. People, when they... Especially, we're so short-term, people probably say Respawn. That's where they made Apex. What do they know about Star Wars? How are they going to make a, a third-person action Star Wars game when they made a Battle Royale game? And that could be a very valid point, but they could also prove us wrong. Yeah. I think things that has going for it is definitely that... It's a single player, no microtransactions. Mm-hmm. That's t- things it has going for it. Things it has going against it. Holiday release date. The fact that it's published by EA. And the fact that uh, lately there hasn't been very many good Star Wars games. Yeah. I think the holiday release date uh, might be a factor. As I don't think this is really that strong of a game year. Especially it's in November. And we see Call of Duty releasing in, what, early October now? Uh, it was late October. So they... they well, won't... you're right, you're right. It was early October. So I don't know, like, that might happen. And I don't think we get a Battlefield game this year. So hopefully EA doesn't do what they did with Titanfall 2 and release it in between Battlefield and Call of Duty and kill Titanfall. Which <laughs> makes still makes no sense to this day. EA doesn't make sense. I see what you say at... Uh, this the going for it that's being a single player only microtransaction. I agree. We don't get those are those are rare anymore. A single Definitely. player only microtransactions. Like you get your big companies that make them, but not like any day now. If you're a smaller developer, not like like a respawn size developer, you're making a game with some kind of way to make money after the fact. Like think about back in like the 360 era. How many games there was just so a ton of single player only games that came out. Yeah, and now unless it's like an RPG, there's not really single player action games. Like you had Darksiders and Metro, but even those when those came out, people talked about how these were kind of blast the past style games when you get these. And but I think in some aspects that also is working against it. Like the casual fan is just like, oh, there's no multiplayer, or it's like EA or might work against it in the fact that EA might not push it as hard because there is no microtransactions. You think they're not going to support it as much as Well, you never know. Like, you could see, like, the holiday release date, they might support it. If it doesn't sell well initially, like, if it doesn't have a great first week, they might be like, well, there's no way we're making money off this game. So I think, like, it's for it for critics and people like us that like that stuff. And then for the big wigs, it's like, well, it's single player, no microtransactions. How are you supposed to make money off of it? DLC. Which I think so, but then it's like, how much DLC you're gonna release? Like, a, you're not gonna release that much content in the game and try to get people to buy DLC. Which I don't think. I think it's gonna be a fully fleshed out seller game. But you can see EA being like, "Wait a second, it doesn't sell well. Okay, you need to make more DLC packs and 
push this hard or start adding microtransactions into it. Find a way to make money or just cut it off. No season pass now. Season pass is dead. Game's dead by respawn. Go back to making <laughs> Apex Legends too. <laughs> I think this one will have a good life. I think it'll it'll turn out good. I think it'll get some good DLC. It interests me a lot so far. Oh yeah, the trailer's amazing, and I don't know if that's probably that's not gameplay. Probably the trailer, no, it's, but it's all cinematics. But I'm excited for it. I trust Respawn a lot, and they've not let me down so far. No, they gave us Apex, biggest surprise of the year so far. Oh yeah, and then I think Titanfall One was a really cool game, and then Titanfall Two was fun. It just EA killed Titanfall Two just the release date. Yeah. If Titanfall 2 would have came out in the late spring like Titanfall 1 did, I think it's a giant hit. Yeah, that's literally that's the only thing that worries about me worries me about this game is the release date. It worries me a lot because you never know Sony might release Last of Us 2 in there. Yeah. And you might have Call of Duty in there. My only hope is I don't see other games like this coming out on the time. Like I don't see another Like that's the problem with Titanfall 2, right? Is is a first-person shooter. And releasing it between the two biggest first-person shooter franchises, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's not a the fact that it's a Star Wars action game. You're not going to have any game that kind of competes with that, unless you're like a Last of Us Two comes out, but then nothing can compete with a Last of Us Two. Like it, technically, like Call of Duty can, but yeah, two totally different. But those are Call of Duty is a behemoth that makes money no matter what, mm-hmm. and. Is I don't see any game that can kind of compete with uh, uh, Fallen Order. Or, like, not compete with, I don't think it's going to sell amazing, but, I mean, like, compete with that same style of game. Yeah, I definitely don't think that it has to worry about the same style of a game yeah. competing against it. I just think that maybe, like, some other game, big game will come out that'll just detract from its sales because... yeah. People don't have unlimited money. They're not going to buy both games usually. That's true. Well, hopefully we've seen a lot of big games released early in the year so far, so hopefully there's not a lot left. I don't think there is. Last of Us is a big maybe. Yeah, I'm, I lean more towards it's 2020. I don't, I don't. I would be surprised if it came out in 2019. Yeah, that's why I say it's a big maybe. Anything else you want to talk about Star Wars-wise? No, I think that wraps it up. You want to do a little... Beginning of the year, game of the year, watch with games that come out, or you just want to end it? We can, what do you think game of the year so far? Uh, the games released so far, uh, I'd say the game I had the most fun playing would probably be Kingdom Hearts 3 that came out this year. I haven't played Resident Evil 2, and I haven't played uh, Devil May Cry yet, and I don't played Sekiro. But I've played... Uh, King Hearts 3, I played Anthem, I played Division 2 a little bit, played World War Z. Division 2 I like a lot, I think it's better than the first one. It's a lot better than the first one. Uh, World War Z I think is almost like a sneakily surprise game. It's surprisingly good for... For being a 40, I don't think it's anywhere in the game of the year talk. It's no, a $40 it's game, but I think if you like uh, Left 4 Dead, you'll like this game. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk about Anthem, just how disappointing it was. It was pretty... I tried playing it the other day, and it's, it's just kind of so dull. And I hate to just pile on, like, we should just name this podcast, uh, we, shit on e- we Shit on EA. 
<laughs> but it's another EA game. They just dropped the ball. And it's a developer like Bioware. They've not made bad games. No. It's all EA. And it's just EA. They Bioware basically is like Mass Effect's a great franchise. Dragon Age people love like I love Dragon Age. Knights of the Old Republic one was them. Like they make these big games and it feels like well we know what happened. EA said, Yeah, we like your RPG games, but you have to make a looter shooter with microtransactions. And then what happens? Like that's not their style of game. And you rushed it. And I remember how I think we talked about this in our game the we never actually the game of your podcast never actually happened, never mind. But uh when that E three came out two years ago and they first showed High Anthem, I was excited. Like this is gonna be amazing. And then E three this last year when we watched it, I was like I remember saying I'm not excited for it anymore. And you're like, We're gonna give it a chance. Like, yeah, we'll give it a chance, but I'm nowhere near as hyped as I was when we first saw it two years ago. Even going up, leading up to the release of the game, I still wasn't like I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get it because it might be cool." But I was, I was expecting it to be kind of bad, and then it was still worse than what I expected it to be. If that makes like I was expecting it to be like a six point five, and it was somehow like a four on my scale. <laughs> but uh, like Far Cry New Dawn and things up there, I think I want to play Sekiro: Shadows Die twice. I think that game's gonna be probably in the. Disc- I think it'd be nominated for Game of the Year. It. Be surprising if it wasn't. Those games always get nominated. I'll play it soon. I will definitely play it soon. I so far of all the games I've played so far, I don't think any of them are game of the year or no. Maybe. I don't think we. I think Days Gone comes out in old this month. We've kind of it was a little early. Mortal Kombat comes out and Days Gone both come out next week. Mm-hmm. So I think both those games will be there. Well, Days Gone maybe. I think Mortal Kombat people love Mortal Kombat. It's the best fighting games franchise. I think Days Gone is going to surprise people. I hope so. I'm The last story trailer I saw, I'm not really too caring about the story, but the gameplay looks really cool, and the graphics look good. Isn't it Santa Monica developing it? Yeah. Santa Monica is a really good developer. Oh, no, I, I think the game's going to be good. I just don't know if it's going to be like game of the year type, but that's also like what games come out this year. Yeah, we haven't had very good games yet right. so far. So, But Days Gone I'm excited for. Uh I guess if that's it, is that it for you? Yep, that wraps it up. Well, thank you for listening to Nerds Tonight Podcast. Uh, we're going to have some YouTube content coming soon. I know we said that every podcast, but it is coming. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, Nerds at Night. Make sure you like and follow the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, like the Facebook page, the Nerds at Night Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at underscore nerds. That's A-T underscore nerds. If you don't, if it's just not the at sign. Um... What, anything else we got to plug? Oh, next weekend, after Endgame, we're going to be doing a spoiler reaction podcast to Endgame. So, just if, warning now before we do the podcast, there's going to be spoilers in that podcast. We'll probably do 10 minutes, 15 minutes at the very beginning of the podcast. Spoiler free, but it's going to be a long podcast. We're going to go very in-depth to Endgame. And then also, we're going to do a best superhero movies bracket that will go later in that week. So, with that being said, just um, like and share it around and have a great day.